This is Crowdfunding Uncut, the place where creators and entrepreneurs come to learn how to launch a successful crowdfunding campaign. Here's your host, Kirsten Ross. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. I think we're at 105 right now. I'm really stoked because we're um, like, I'm always looking for new angles for the podcast. And um, I remember like I started working with our guest about two months ago now, and she was introduced to me when I was venting mid breakdown to one of my friends, just how I need help. And I'm really sick of outsourcing to people that I would have to micromanage. And I had a lot of work that needed to be done. And I was getting to a point in the business where when we're scaling, I was literally losing my mind and because of a, you know, some very minor administrative things that uh, aren't so minor when doing them or not comes to actually um, allowing your business to grow or not. And so part of like, you know, you entrepreneurs, you're either starting off at the ground zero or you're at the point where you're starting to scale your business and scale your time. And you're like, where is the best use of my time so that my business can still grow where I'm still maximizing my strengths and getting rid of my weaknesses and all doing that while still being able to pay yourself. It's like this weird juggling act. And so like full circle, I was like, Matt, I just... I need to hire someone. Like I just, I'm so, and he's like, okay, okay. I'm part of this really awesome high level mastermind group called Shank Minds run by Peter Shankman. And you guys may have, may know Peter Shankman as the uh, founder of Harrow Health Reporter out. Great service. Check him out. Um, But Matt's like, yeah, you need to talk to Sasha from Sassy Lasses. I'm like, what does she do? And he, I'm going to let her pitch herself better. But basically she does whatever you need to, she, her company does whatever you need as, as an entrepreneur to leverage your time and help you prioritize it so that you can actually spend your time doing things that are going to help make your money versus accounting or the other things that you may hate doing. So roundabout, I start working with Sasha on a whim and right away, like just awesome results. And so this episode is not just to promote her and her services because that's amazing. But like, I think it's really cool the business that she's put together. And I pitched her a couple weeks ago to come on the podcast because I think she's done a really great job at being able to help entrepreneurs figure out exactly what they need to do to figure out how to best leverage yourself, how to best outsource services, what you need to be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. So um, I just thought that this is like, you know, we talk so much on the podcast about crowdfunding, 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 but crowdfunding is about starting a business and you'll find all these backend problems as you start to grow your business that you're like, why didn't anyone tell me about this? So that's kind of, that's the reason why I wanted to bring her onto the podcast because I think it's it's a side that people don't really talk about and I really don't think we've talked we've had a dedicated episode on the podcast about this stuff so Sasha I'm so excited to have you here yay thank you I'm excited to be here and that was I enjoyed that rambling um oh, that you, you rambled like I ramble about my own business so that's fantastic uh and you're you're completely correct I mean I built a business on the premise of helping people better understand their businesses, their strengths, their weaknesses, and how to maximize both, in fact. Uh, so it's, it's really about 
working with different levels of business owners. And I mean, this is everybody. I mean, I started out wearing every hat in my business. God help me. (laughs) And you learn a lot of things and you see areas where you need support. And there's a lot of areas that you don't see that you need support. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we sit down and we work and we say, okay, what are you good at? What aren't you good at? What about things you really like to do? Things that you don't like to do? Because they're all factoring into the to the grand scheme. Because a lot of people, especially when you're running something like a crowdfunding campaign, which is, you know, it's a it's a time limit, things are fast-paced, you're like, gotta get everything done. And you don't realize how much needs to be done, how much you are doing, and most importantly, the things you're missing. It, it's yeah. it's really easy not to know what you're missing. <laughs> You know what I really like? Because um, when you look at my business model, uh, I run an agency, right? But I don't have employees. I have freelancers that come on based on a project. And even um, a lot of early stage entrepreneurs are at that point where they can't really afford to bring on someone full time. And so working with you guys with a flexible model allows us to basically have like a part-time freelancer Um that's really, really helpful. And especially you're a full service agency. So you're good at multiple things and not necessarily just hiring a specialized bookkeeper, for example, right? Exactly. We have diversification. Um, we, we have the ability to support you in all the areas so that when we are working through this process with you and helping you strengthen your business and, um, and strengthen your business plans, uh, we're also helping helping to strengthen your your inner core, who you are, what you know, what you do, so that eventually you can wean off and you can go on to bigger and better things with a, a better sense of self and a better sense of direction. For sure. And so while it's awesome to talk about what you are currently doing, and by the way, your website is sassylasses.com. Yes. And it's like the awesome. coolest website ever. Just that. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, but, but like, this is awesome to see what you're doing now and some of the entrepreneurs you're working with, but how did you get into this? Like, can you tell us a bit about your backstory? Absolutely. And I, <laughs> it took me a long time to get to the point where I could share my backstory, but it's now something that I'm really proud of. And I'm really happy to share because I haven't necessarily had the best life in general, I mean, up until I started to take control of it in my adult years, I really wasn't set up for success. So I was one of those people who has had to struggle every step of the way in every way, shape or form. I did tons of therapy, this, that. And for me, the final straw, believe it or not, is I was trapped in a ridiculous abusive relationship. Uh, We're talking like smashed foot that took over a year to heal, like trapped in my home, like absolutely insane. And while it was one of the worst experiences of my life and I still have traumas I'm recovering from, it was also one of the best things for me to ever have to go through. And it's part of what has driven this change and driven what I do for entrepreneurs and driven what I'm going to be doing, which I'll talk about a little bit later because it broke me down. I mean, all the way down. I had, I I didn't have a means to work because I didn't have a foot that worked. (laughs) I didn't have any income. I had no means to escape. Everybody had been isolated from me. And I naturally inherently am not one of those people that can just deal with that. Eventually my mind says, no, no, we have to do something. So in the process of trying to figure out how to escape, I had to learn how to rebuild myself. And I did it through my business, which showed me a unique angle because as I learned myself, I was able to apply those same techniques to my business and I was growing both at the same time. And 
I think that's why our model works so well because we grow people and businesses as an intertwined unit because that's really what they are, brands with heart. And the only way to get heart is to grow with your business. How did you escape that relationship? <laughs> uh, I, I laugh about it now. It, it all came tumbling down over a Subway sandwich. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, I, it, it was a process of consistently reminding myself where I want to be, who I want to be, how I'm going to get there. And then instead of looking at it and going, I'll never get away, it was break it down into itty bitty little chunks. Today, I'm just going to work on keeping my mouth shut so I don't get hurt. Tomorrow, I'm going to work on saying something nice. So maybe, you know, and it's, it's just little teeny weeny things that I can consistently work on that gave me the ability to feel like I was in control again. And so I decided I was going to start my own business. And I'm like, I'm in control of this. This is my thing. And nobody can stop me. And I so, so every little step was another little piece I was regaining of myself as I was learning to do these things. And so on, on the day of the sandwich incident, <laughs> which one day I'll tell that story in full, um, it, you know, it snapped. And when, when the physical violence occurred, I finally took the step and uh, I called for um, the police. So <laughs> it, it ended up with him going away, but hey, uh, not always the best things. And, and as I really do laugh, even though it was a struggle because it's made me who I am, it's, it's given me what I need to, to run my business. Yeah. I completely hear you. I've had my own share of crap in life that I haven't publicly talked about yet. And guys, if you by chance want to hear it, let me know, but this is not an episode about me. So, uh, that's really awesome. And then, okay. So starting your own business, you could do anything. So can you tell me about that first client that you got and how did you, like, what was the transition to get you to take on that first client and like the, the kind of work you were doing? Can you tell me a bit about that? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know what? And I guess just, it's another one of those funny stories. To some credit, my my last employer that I ever had was part of the reason that I ended up, you know, in this position as well. Because while I was dealing with all of this this emotional home trauma, my my work situation was just atrocious. <laughs> it was just atrocious, um, and it, it was it was teaching me values that I learned I did not want to follow along with, which was part of that driving force because I saw all of these big companies. I worked with the, you know, higher level companies um, doing some pretty high level stuff. And while I was going through that, I was seeing a lot of the little guys kind of just getting pushed off to the side and forgotten. And they weren't really getting the same support because they didn't have the dollars to throw in. And that's really what it came down to. And so when I decided to start off in my business, I wanted to show those people support. Those were my people. Those are the people that I connect with because those are the people that need help. Whereas the business that I was in was helping the people who had the most money. And I, and I could never connect with that. I get it. Like you connected with the underdog almost, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you must understand crowdfunding is essentially siding with the underdog, right? And it's the same thing. I get, no, exactly. And I mean, I find too, it's not just about the underdog, but what I love about startups is like our clients work really hard. Like we have two clients that consistently miss calls and you would think it's because they're not on top of their stuff, but actually they're working 18 hours a day trying to get this thing off the ground and they may miss something, right? Like it's, those are the people that I fight for. Exactly. 
And those are the people that I fight for just in a, in a, on a different level, right? Um, we we want to step in behind the scenes and we just want to make what you're doing look and feel better. We want you to feel better doing it. We we want you to succeed because that's how I succeed. I love helping people. I love to see people moving forward and, and advancing. And I mean, in the grand scheme of things, especially with everything being as uh, up in the air as it is in society and politics right now, it, it, it inspires me because in my own way, I am affecting change. You must feel the same way. I, I'm helping to create new and beautiful things and you know, give new life to people and their businesses and their spirits. How can I not love what I do? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, going through, you must be going through the same challenges that I am with growth and any entrepreneur that has nearly fully booked clients and getting to the point where you need to scale. Like, um, what does that journey look like for you right now? Is you like, are you completely booked or how are you planning on like taking on more people and not compromising quality? Uh, well, I'm, I mean, I'm lucky. I'm always, always looking for fresh talent, um, but I never directly advertise. I don't specifically say I'm looking for this, that or the other. I network. I talk to people. I see their potential. When I have the right thing come up for the right person, I usually have uh, in my network of people, someone who can take that on. And so I work on a principle of a network of contractors that I run them. Uh, I manage all the contractors and I tell them what to do. So the client doesn't have to do that. That's really the point. So for me, scaling is both easier and harder. Easier because I can do it faster. Um, We can bring on people to take projects. As we get projects, um, I, I, I can move very quickly. But um, it's it's still people management, just like anything else. And you have to know how to handle a team and you have to know how to inspire people and you have to know how to lead, even though you're all all over the world. I have I have people in the States that are working for me, people in Canada. I mean, it's you just have to learn how to nurture your network. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Of your clients, because you get to see firsthand what some of the struggles that entrepreneurs deal with. What would you say is the most common thing that your clients struggle with? Uh, you know what? I think a lot of my clients struggle with their message a lot. Um, okay. While this didn't start out as being one of my big focuses, it's something that I've really delved into a lot with most of my clients is that message piece because everybody knows in their mind what they think their brand should be. But for a lot of people, it's really hard to remember to put yourself in that too, because without having yourself and that core being of who you are in with your brand, you lose your ability to connect. It becomes hollow and empty. So I have a lot of people that come to me and they explain, well, people aren't downloading my stuff. They're not reading things. They're not engaging. And it's like, well, you need to, this is why you need to find your voice within your brand and make it a living creature as opposed to something that you set and forget. How would you do that? Like, how about, for example, okay, well, I don't know if we really want to put me on the pedestal here, but yeah, you have someone like Jamstack that comes to you and they're like, cool, we just, you know, raised $250,000. We're getting ready to transition into e-commerce, but I'm scared of losing the engagement and the messaging because we had this big marketing campaign going into it. How do we make sure we keep that going? 
Yeah. And a lot of that, I mean, for the most part, it's just making sure that you're staying consistent and present um, and that your messaging is staying on point. For someone like Jamstack, I mean, they've already developed to some degree a brand. They already have a voice. They're already a little bit ahead of the game. Now what they'd be looking to do is to expand it and to make sure that that voice is easily and readily success accessible on a lot of different platforms, um, because that's really what branding is. It's taking your voice and you're spreading it out so that the same voice is consistently everywhere. Um, so making sure that, you know, how they're speaking, what they're saying, all of those things are the same and you just, you just spread it out. That's what you got to do. Um, it's important while you're doing that, of course, to make sure that you're sticking with those same core values. And Jamstack absolutely has them. I mean, what they're going through and what they're doing right now highlights that they 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 care so much for their product and so much for for the sound quality and so much for the people that are supporting them and that's what needs to come through mm-hmm. that's what they need to share that's how they need to grow and that's part of that message i mean it's really easy as you start to grow to want to make it oh well we want to make it this color because it appeals to this audience or we want to make it this font because it appeals no that <laughs> uh, <laughs> essentially screw that but that it, you you want to make sure that you're speaking to the people, the people that you want to reach. Why do they want to follow you? What are you giving them? And and who are you to do that? And Chris is, he's so brilliant and he's inspired and he really loves music and he really loves being able to share music with other people. And that's what his brand needs to consistently show. Because mm-hmm. it, it's cool when we talk about, because there are two kinds of people. There are ones that have a product face So Jamstack, right? That is a physical product with a brand behind it. But then there are people like us that are the personal brand, right? Is there, like, for someone with a physical product brand, because that's really who's listening to this podcast, people with a physical product brand, I find that they get so caught up with the features, feature dumping. And they're like, oh, our product is really cool because it does X, Y, Z. So why would you say it's important when you're starting from nothing, have zero customers pre-launch? Why is it important to, to have that branding conversation? You know, it's, it also comes down to niching, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, because when you have a product and you want to market it, first things first, you need validation, proof of concept, all of those great things. So it's always recommended to start with your, your, your core audience, the people that you can connect with the best, your core people, your cheerleaders, your followers. So that's why that brand message is so important because that's what you're finding is all of the words and the images and and the feelings that come for those people. Once you have those people down and they've become your raging fans, it's just a case of amplifying it, making it bigger, making it better and spreading that message. And as that message spreads, your niche will automatically fall in, but you'll start to get more and more people on the other sides. If you open it up too much and start doing things, like you said, like uh, feature dumping or sale dumping or any other dumping, what you're, what you're doing is you're just throwing more things at the problem and that's not going to help it. Throwing things doesn't help it. What you need to do is specialize and say, what do these group of people actually need and give that to them? I'm going to shift gears here a little bit. Um, what would you say is the biggest mistake you've made as an entrepreneur and what did you learn from it? 
<laughs> all right. Well, I guess we all have these stories. Now, when I first started my business, oddly enough, we were a virtual office and event planning organization. So um, I used to plan events. And I think that would probably be my biggest mistake, not because I'm not good at event planning. I'm extremely organized. The event that I did went very, very well. I mean, there's no problems with it. But I learned that it wasn't my jam, baby. Uh, it, it wasn't where I wanted to be. It wasn't the space. It wasn't, it wasn't, it just wasn't me. So I think, um, I think that was a big learning experience. And it was definitely one of the, the less awesome things that I've done because uh, I partnered up with someone that I had to walk away from because it just, it wasn't my heart song. And because of that, we couldn't get, enough relation. We couldn't connect with people. Um, and again, that's how it comes down to finding yourself within the brand. You can't promote and spread something you don't stand behind. So for me, biggest mistake, um, trying to be an event planner. <laughs> I get that. What did you do? Cause before we started recording, like you were talking about one of the things that you think you're really good at is helping people figure out what they are really good at. So what was, how did you can you describe the journey from going from, okay, I'm going to run my own business and be really excited to realize you're in the wrong business and somehow being able to shift and pivot to figuring out what it is you really like and excelling at that. Can we talk about that? Absolutely. Um, and, and you know what, I guess in some ways I'm really, really lucky because all the horrible, awful things that I went through in my past gave me a massive advantage on this because by the time I was going through it, um, and by the time I was dealing with the failing business, I had already dealt with failing other things, this, that, and the other, and I was able to extrapolate and, and apply. So for one, uh, failure doesn't exist in my world. That was one of the things that I had to eliminate. We, I did some um, replacement therapy for the word failure. I made it go away. I don't, I don't fail. I never, ever fail. And I'll tell you why. Because you only fail if you stop trying. Until you stop trying, it is just another attempt. It's just another test in the overall cycle. Nobody can get better first time out the gates. And if you give up, that's the only way you, you fail. So I never give up. Therefore, I never fail. <laughs> Because failure, you just made me realize this, failure is so finite. Yep. You assume that, okay, just say your end goal is to build your email list. So you're going to try spamming your network. Oh, crap, that didn't work. I failed. But you didn't fail because you're going to continue trying different things until you eventually get to the end goal. Exactly. And you didn't fail. You just, you had an attempt that you didn't do as well on and you ended up learning a lot of things. But there's also huge successes in those attempts because look at all the things that didn't work. You just cut those right out of the pile. You know, you don't even have to worry about them now. Every time that you quote unquote fail, you're actually succeeding because you're getting closer to that end perfect product. So if you had, okay, let's say we're two really good friends and we're sitting down for a drink or coffee or whatever, and I'm complaining about my job. I hate my job so much. I don't know what else I want to do. I just know I hate sales or whatever my job is. What is one piece of advice you can give me if you're trying to help me figure out, just make a change, right? And make a plan, a new plan, fix my life. What is that? The first two things really, I mean, one is mindset, um, but the other is introspection. So you have to be able to say, okay, 
So I need to start changing my mindset because if you're just going to sit and complain, nothing will ever change. So at some point you need to sit down and say, all right, I'm unhappy. How do I move to happy? Not, you know, grump, 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 complain. You're just, you're just making it worse. Now you need to change your mindset to say, I have a problem and I need a resolution, plain and simple. Um, the other thing I say is to sit down and figure out, you know, even in your own job, what is it that makes you happy? You started doing that. You've been doing it for some reason. There's something that you enjoy. Cling to the thing that you enjoy and start to build out from there. You need to know yourself. As soon as you know yourself, then you can start applying. Well, I have this talent. How can I make money off of it? I have that talent. How can I make money off of it? And if you have 15 talents and you can't figure out how to make money, you give me a call and I can help you figure that out. There's always a way, always something that you have that someone else is going to want and need. And you just have to be able to, to let your brain out of the box saying I can't until you figure out the one that works. Yep, that makes sense. And I find that a lot of product creators, um, if they look to quit their job and go online, which is what a lot of people in our academy and stuff are doing, they don't necessarily want, they don't know what they want to do. They just know they don't want to work for someone. And so I'm wondering, like, if someone's trying to figure out, like, no, I'm not going to ask that question. (laughs) How about this? If you, have you ever thought about getting into physical products yourself? Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, I've dabbled in physical products. I I do designs for t-shirts, um, kind of as a little like mini side thing. And, uh, so absolutely physical products are just as great. I mean, it it just comes down to how, how I want to do that. Even with physical products, I can still think, what do I have that I can offer and how can I package it? Right. Um, because there's, there's always reasons. Um, even though, even though it may or may not be something absolutely 100% new, there's always going to be something that I can bring from my level of expertise. Yeah. It's kind of like um, we were on a mastermind call last night and uh, one of our Academy members, Jonathan, he was just talking about how he had this original idea for a product. And after going, he read a book called Sprint, which is how to validate your product in five days. Um, Great read. And he's like, all right, well, after very a simple validation test. Um, this product looks like it's going to be a bit more work than I wanted. So he's pivoting and he's talking about how he really is trying to figure out how to make that money online and like quit his job and take control of his life and, and all the things. And he just keeps talking about like, oh yeah, so I work in the legal field. I do all these like patent protection IP. And he's just talking about the things and he doesn't even see like what I saw. And he's, I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to figure out the product. I'm trying to quit my job, blah, 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 blah. Um, or maybe he already quit his job, but I was like, he's talking about all this like protection stuff for idea protection with entrepreneurs and how he's getting into the e-com space. And I was like, dude, do you not see this? Like you may not want to work for a legal firm, but you have this amazing skill set that entrepreneurs are killing for right now. Like, You probably hear this too, the amount of entrepreneurs that go out there, they're so scared to put their idea out there because of the amount of people that are ripping them off. It it almost means that you either need to be first to market or they just kind of don't do anything. So if this guy, Jonathan, is able to consult you on protecting your idea, 
I was like, dude, why don't you just do that? You're in these e-commerce groups. Like that could be a quick win for you to just make some cash and like get your hands dirty in the entrepreneur space. And he's like, I never thought of it that way. I'm like, yeah, like if you're trying to get into physical products, but you have an amazing complementary skill set, there's nothing wrong with just taking on a bit of a side hustle to help generate some income while you get your product off the ground and like, and figure out what product that you should be focused on. That absolutely checks all your boxes, right? And that 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 is exactly the point, and exactly what I say by you know finding that core thing that you love and that you know that you have that talent and building from there because we can all do it. Yeah. And we're, I mean, in all fairness, we're doing the same thing. I'm, I'm doing all sorts of work right now while we are building something amazing in the background so that we can launch it. Uh, I'm going to do a little teeny weeny plug. We're, we're going to bring out yeah. this amazing new program called Reself U, Reself University, where it's going to give individuals the building blocks that they need to find themselves, to improve themselves, which in turn helps them better set goals, find, uh, find their directions, even sell their products. And so it's going to be an amazing new product. So we have been working and doing all of these things for our customers and business as normal while we are pouring money into this other project, which we know will be amazing when it comes out. So sometimes as an entrepreneur, as a crowdfunder, sometimes you got to start where you're good and where you're comfortable and then use the, the momentum that you've gained there to then get to your other project. It's not always going to be cut and dry and you can't always start out with your biggest dream first, but you can always get there as long as you yeah. never stop trying. Would you say it's self-improvement or like how-to self-improvement? Sort of, yeah. It's, it's like a how-to self-improvement, um, but on, on an all sorts of level. So it's, yeah. it's going to look at everything from your emotions to how to retrain your brain to how to better uh, plan your life out, like absolutely everything to find yourself again. Because so many people, I mean, even as a kid, you go through your teenage years, you figure out who you are, and then you hit the job market, and you hit life, and you get lost in what everybody else wants you to be, and everybody else thinks, and you get stuck in a dead-end job because that's what you're supposed to do, and you lose yourself. So mm. this is something that we are giving to people to help them reself. Yeah, I love that. Because I hate the whole self-improvement term because it implies you're flawed to begin with. But the second thing is a lot of, like, I didn't get into, quote, self-improvement mindset work, um, whatever, until I became an entrepreneur. And what happened for me was I realized there was a point in my life where I had kind of hit my comfort zone and my wall. And there was something that was stopping me from going all out. And so guys, like while you're listening, I don't want you to think, ugh, just self-improvement, Tony Robbins crap. It's literally like as an entrepreneur, you are doing bigger and bigger things that are going to challenge what you think you're capable of. And if you don't learn to retrain that, it's going to hold you back in life. Not even retrain, but you don't even know how you are kind of holding yourself back. And I think for me, getting into this whole world started when I read a book called The Big Leap. Have you read that before? I think I have. I have read so many books at this point, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I've read that one. Okay, big leap. Like if you guys are like, you know, what is Kirsten and Sasha talking about with this whole whatever? The big leap um, essentially looks at how you sabotage your life 
So what happens when things are going really well? So let's just say you're a dude. Um, you just got your dream promotion. You bought the Ferrari and you just got accepted for the house of your dreams. And you got a raise. Like things are just going so well, your mind will start to freak out. And if part of you, because of what happened in your past, doesn't believe you deserve it, it's going to cause you to go home and get into a huge fight with your wife. Or it's going to cause you to flub up your next report or, I mean, and it's so subliminal and it happens so slowly as we go through our lives, these little behaviors and ticks and worries. I mean, children are so innocent and all of that stuff is stuff that you learn over time. Now, I mean, we can all say, yeah, it's my parents uh, or whatever, but at the end of the day, we are responsible for ourselves and for our self-improvement. And being proactive about it is how you then, I mean, then you become proactive in every area of your life and your business thrives and your personal relationships. Who wouldn't want that? Exactly. And that's where self-improvement is not about feeling good. It's literally something you need to do to be able to level up and have an awesome life. Because like I used to be 15 hours a day in the business because I was, and so my relationships would fail because that was part of me not believing that I can have a great relationship, but also have a great business. And so there's like, once you really get into it, like there's so many layers with it. And uh, I'm really like, obviously excited to check out this program because it's like the first time I'm hearing about it. Um, uh, yeah, know, actually, your, your listening audience gets the first tidbit. Um, wow. uh, we actually just sat down and, and plotted out Foundations 101, which is going to be the core program, where we're actually planning a really cool beta launch for five special people. But I'll, I'll release more about that later. You guys just have to follow me on Facebook, just saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's really exciting. And it's going to be so amazing because, and this is really what it comes down to. There's there's not a lot of access to a lot of these things. I mean, yes, you get people like Tony Robbins and that's awesome, but I want to make it, I want to make it more accessible so that other people understand terms like emotional regulation, which has changed my life so that other people can understand the difference between emotion, mind, logic, mind, and how to live in the middle. Like there's so, so, so many concepts that people just don't have access to and they're bloody life-changing. So we're going to find a way to give them access and we're going to help them strengthen their life, their businesses, everything. I love it. So my last question is, is there anything else I should have asked you? Oh my God. Uh, funny story. Russell and I were talking about this last night and he's like, I bet you she's going to ask you what she should have asked you and didn't. And I'm like, I love that question. Cool. It's your question. It's such a cop out to like racking my brain um, all night. But I think the one thing is that um, the one thing that I would say to ask me is if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're like, yes, this resonates with me. Um, I understand and I I just need help sorting out my ideas. Um, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And and I always tell people that the very, very first step, I, I recommend a bit of a brain dump. Spend an hour with yourself and just get a giant piece of paper or if you're if you like to type whatever it is and just start brain dumping. These are the things that I'm good at. These are the things I'm not good at. These are the things I like. These are the things that I don't like and just get it out um, Mm -hmm. and make it nitty gritty dirty. Because then what you can do is you've got something physical in front of you that you can start to move things around. A lot of people like that visual component. So get it out of here. Get it down here. And then either you're going to be able to see the thing that goes pop. 
in your patterns or someone else will help you see it. So that is always where I say to start, get your brain dump out, find, find that core message. It's hiding in all of those words. I swear. I love that. Cool. And if anyone is looking for help with their business or wants to get in contact with you, what's a good spot to send them? Absolutely. So always my website. I love my website, sassylasses.com and it's L-A-S-S-E-S because, you know, cheeky. Uh, we are also on Facebook, um, which is Sassy or The Sassy Lasses. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're, we're all over the place. But guys, if you ever have questions, if you need support, if you have your brain dump and you just need somebody to make sense of it, feel free to reach out to me directly. This is something I offer to all entrepreneurs I work with. My direct email is Sasha. So S-A-C-H-A at sassylasses.com. And I know, I know, because I'm going to end up writing the notes for this, but I'll put it in the link, in the links below. (laughs) And hey, she does copywriting too, obviously. No, I I just know that I'm going to have to, you know, put it in there. So guys, I'll I'll give you all the links in in the show notes below and it's going to be amazing. And if, you are interested in joining and jumping on with the reself, just shoot me a message, Facebook, my website, wherever. I would love to hear from you. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. So, All right, cool. Take care. Hey, everyone. Well, thanks for listening to another fantastic episode. I hope you enjoyed the different angle, um, bringing like the team members in because I, I have the uh, luxury, I guess, of being the face of the brand, but... Um, I also like to give credit to the team members that help make everything behind the scenes happen uh, and the reason that you're able to listen to this podcast. So, uh, man, so awesome. Stay tuned. We are going to have um, a few more angles like this in the future. But anyways, enough about that. Uh, If you are listening to this, you're probably planning a crowdfunding campaign or else I don't really know why you're listening to this other than you love the sound of my sexy voice. But if you are looking for support to help you through the launch process, you should check out the Crowdfunding Product Launch Academy. It is at crowdfundingproductlaunchacademy.com. It's a monthly membership site that gives you ongoing support, video training, and all the like for your campaign. So it's a really great way just to make sure that you're in the right direction. And it's definitely a good investment, $47 a month. Um, So anyways, you could check that out either in the show notes or just go to product... uh, crowdfunding productlaunchacademy.com. Are you launching a product on either Kickstarter or Shopify and you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the process? Hi there, my name is Kirsten, the CEO of Launch and Scale. To date, we've helped several online sellers sell millions of dollars online and scale their business from zero to seven figures by focusing on building an audience of fans that will actually convert into paying customers. If you're serious about building a seven-figure e-commerce brand with less time and less risk, you should check out our product launch pad. PLP is a proven accelerator that takes you step-by-step through the process of launching and scaling your product brand. Brands like the Monk Manual, Aberlite, Series Chill, Jamstack, and several others were all launched using our product launch pad. So if you'd like to be our next success story, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more. And for a limited time, we're offering a seven-day trial of the product launch pad for only $1. Again, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more.